Hello, horror fan, best friends, and ghoulish knights, and welcome to the 34th episode of Murders with Mertens. I am your host, Joe, and this is a podcast about horror, monster horror, evil dead knockoff horror, folk horror, body horror, sci-fi horror, the horror-adjacent thrillers, the psychologically terrifying scary films in general. Each episode, I sit down with a guest and discuss one of their favorite scary films so we can gush about everything that makes it just so damn cool. Viewers, thank you for the support. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you are so inclined. It all helps to get the word out and brings much needed love to this whole podcast. Audio listeners, the show is also available on podcast services around the world like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so don't forget to leave a rating when you stop by. Five stars is always appreciated. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to check out the midsummer episode please do uh joe medforce uh came by and brought a really emotional appearance and by the time the episode this episode posts rather um he'll have made all of his announcements regarding blood disco so uh be sure to head to blooddisco.com to check him out and enough of all that housekeeping uh today i have the pleasure of welcoming back mario rivera mario how the hell are you I am doing good. I'm glad that we're talking about a not a obscure movie. Uh, like last time, you know, not a lot of people watched my episode. We were in a battle of who's getting the most views. Now I'm coming back with yet another obscure horror movie. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those are some of the most fun ones. So uh, I, 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 I have a feeling we're going to have a good time with this one. Uh, today's episode <laughs> features 1985's Demons. Uh, directed by Lamberto Bava, son of Mario Bava. Uh, Mario, why demons? Man, uh, this was one of those movies that I remember catching on like one of those lists that you'd either watch on TV. Like there was like the hundred scariest movies, or uh, you know something you just read on bloody disgusting. And the imagery always striked me. There's this image that I'm playing in the background of my screen. I don't know if I could see it in in the video at at home there, but uh, essentially there's just these these ghouls with these glowing eyes. And when I found out that it was essentially a horror movie in a movie theater, I'm like, sold. All right, what's this all about? I go and I watch it one day, just off the whim, because it was on Shudder when I first saw it, too. I saw it a couple of years ago at this point. Um, and I play it, have that bumping uh, 1980s like wave music, like that European wave music. And I'm like, okay. And then the movie begins, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is going to be a classic. <laughs> this is a great film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool score. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're borrowing heavily from In the Hall of Mountain King uh, from time to time. Um, but that's fun because uh, it's, a, like you said, kind of a synth version of it. And then, holy crap, they must have spent a lot of budget on uh, the licensed music in this movie because yeah. you get Motley Crue and Billy Idol and Go West and Scorpions and all these 80s bands that just are absolutely perfect for a movie like this. <laughs> There, it's the, the Billy Idol uh, drop that is in the middle of this movie. Uh, I forgot was in this movie. And when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, because I've been really recently listening to a lot of Billy Idol because I feel like he's unappreciated. Yeah. And then when that song dropped, I was like, that's awesome. That's just in the middle of this scene with these punks. It's so good. Yes. Yes. The scene that for whatever reason feels <laughs> like it has no place in this film other than to add just a few more people into the story. Yes. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's a perfect needle drop in this film for sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 this is a movie that I knew existed, but um, I had never touched until you brought it up. And again, like we said, uh, thank God it was on Shutter. Yes, I uh, just saw it for the first time last week. 
holy crap um <laughs> the the descriptor of evil dead in a movie theater is absolutely perfect and the whole thing of you know uh events in the film mirroring events in the movie that they're watching and uh, you know that old trope uh that you, you don't see that often but uh you know especially in horror films but uh but is just a ton of fun mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i thank you for uh you know uh wedging this one into my life i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah it's uh produced by dario argento yes. uh he's one of four writers on this as well uh definitely not a giallo but uh you know it's it's got that um you know uh italian horror we care much more about what you're seeing and what you're experiencing than any actual plot type of vibe yeah so um yeah uh <laughs> very much appreciate getting to watch this this was a ton of fun um adds the color too there's so much color pops in the movie oh, yeah. as well which is just like oh man that's just an italian trope at this point <laughs> but like the yeah. blues the yellow like the colors i have in the background are blues yellows and then the, the greens the purple like there's so many great little color um, yeah effects in this movie yeah yeah with uh and with all the practical effects there's so much yeah. bright red and green yes. um <laughs> very goopy uh <laughs> in all the best ways um but yeah yeah those are just like staples of italian horror love it mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah again much appreciated uh getting to experience this one finally and then you know just watch it again for funsies uh just getting ready for this so <laughs> uh it's good it's good uh why don't we hop into it um I, you know i, I don't want to be too slavish to the plot or anything here but uh i just kind of broke down some of the main beats so that we'd have something to you know keep us uh, on track and everything i mean this beginning in the uh, berlin subway and like you said you got that synth score going yes. um you were, were introduced to we, we don't know her name yet cheryl uh she's on uh the subway and she's going to class and you know there's a bunch of punks in the train and uh when she finally gets closer to her destination she sees this flash of this dude in this creepy mask who doesn't really appear to be on the train yeah no. but it's it's kind of weird but I, I love this whole, you know, sort of chase scene where she thinks that there's somebody there and then we clearly see, you know, the heavy boots and everything. And yeah, I love how she's running, but when she gets to the escalator, she just rides it up yeah. instead of running up the escalator. Did you notice that? Too? I didn't notice that. It's like, oh, your urgency just went away. Kind of like me too. Whenever I like rushing to someplace, I'm like, oh, I got to get somewhere. But once I hit the escalator, it's just like a chill moment. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I love that it's in the middle of this sort of like faux fake uh, chase scene, um, which oddly enough, it, it, this whole scene, this whole setup, oddly reminded me of Suspiria. Because I remember that begins on a train station, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I was just like, oh, that's kind of a fun connection to uh, Dario Argento. But uh, yeah, no, this uh, this the way that the movie begins was such a fun way. It kind of also reminded me of um, another movie I love a lot uh, is uh, I think it's the House of the Devil, where it just has that needle drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only just because it's just a woman, you know, traveling while the music's playing, you know, the titles are coming up. Um, very much had that same vibe and feel. And so I appreciate it for both this movie and also now back to that movie as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it turns out this dude's not actually 
chasing her so much is, you know, making sure that she gets a free pass to this movie theater. Um, and she sees he's handing them out to other people. So she, she's a little less concerned at this point. She, you know, chases after him and requests another one because she's got a friend waiting for her. Um, and then asks this dude, if the mask has anything to do with the movie that they're promoting or anything, he just stares at her. Um, (laughs) It's, it's this like metallic, like, you know, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, Phantom of the Opera yes, it is. style, like half mask thing. Um, you could have told me this guy was Doug Jones. I would have believed you because he also looks like Doug Jones. Yeah, he kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and he's I, I don't think the dude speaks a word in the film, too, even at, you know, no. later bits. But uh, but yeah, yeah, he's uh, sufficiently creepy. And uh yeah, uh, she gets that other ticket and she runs outside. We're introduced to her friend Kathy. And this is very much one of those Italian horror films with the international cast where yeah. they record everybody in their native language and then dub everyone in English then. Um, and it's very clear. Um, <laughs> there, it's funny you say that because like, there's also scenes, though, where like clearly they're mouthing the same words as English. So that's why I'm yeah. like huh are some um, are some of them italian actors and some of them are american actors which i think is true but i don't know it's it's funny i see it sometimes i'm just like that's that's a choice <laughs> but yeah it's, yeah. yeah it's a different language <laughs> yeah yeah i i think they actually have like a specific term for that too and i can't think what it is it's gonna drive me nuts but <laughs> um but yeah it, it's once again, one of these Italian horror films set in Germany for some reason. Yes. Um, just like Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Just, just an absolute favorite of mine. But uh, uh, God, it, yeah, the more similarities. Yes, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they decide to cut class. They're, uh, you know, making fun of their strict teacher. Um, I think they're music students or something like that. I, yeah. I, I can't quite recall but uh <laughs> they, they they um they're going to this theater they've never heard of the metropole uh and holy shit does this theater have <laughs> yeah. killer sign oh my god yes. it is like some uh you know great graphic art there for that um still a real place still a place you can go to um which is yeah awesome. it's like a, a club or something now yeah um, they have horror conventions there looking that up <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's fun um yeah it, i i love that it was you know basically all the exterior shots are shot in berlin too it's it's awesome uh but yeah they, they finally make it to this place um i think before they get there we're introduced to the uh the usher character and it's so yes. weird because I mean, future spoilers. She she's a victim later as well. Yeah. Yet she's clearly employed by this theater. Clearly is very dutiful uh, in yeah. her job and everything. And she seems like so spooky and you know like she's involved with this somehow. But she's not. No, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> she's just very good at her job, Joe. Just so good. Yeah, she's to the dedicated. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's so weird because it's supposed to be this newly renovated theater and yeah, it does look like very, very eighties decor inside. Yeah. And, um, 
and you know everything's all cleaned up for the most part except this like back room that she's getting ready and that's yeah. got like an active leak going and <laughs> you know there's water all over the floor and it yeah the okay so they're still in the middle of renovations then yeah that's, that's what's going on um but uh yeah i i think this is basically when they're getting to the theaters where we're introduced to a lot of the other like uh you know uh main people that we'll get to meet along the way uh we've got uh the 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 two preppy boys that uh right. try to move in on them you got george and ken uh which are just know. the most it's, generic like himbo names oh yeah <laughs> george and ken. yeah and, and george obviously played by a very very italian gentleman as well um but you know either he's dubbed well or doing his level best to you know provide that american accent you know because we're all american here in berlin that's that's um what they seem to be shooting for um but you know we we also get you know the blind man and uh his daughter slash helper slash niece i i, I yeah. can't remember a little vague um, <laughs> definitely a little vague we get this uh older married couple that the, the guy is such an asshole um it's it, and wow they drive that point home uh repeatedly in this film uh and then you've got uh the pimp tony with his uh My favorite. girls i love that oh yeah so much. tony's great and you yeah. get what are they rosemary and carmen we know rosemary because her name is said a lot yes. in this film uh and, and her character is pretty great too her uh, visual design of her version of the demon creature like looks incredible mm -hmm. just her face has the perfect lines for it it's just awesome yeah and it's framed really well with mm -hmm. her hair and everything it's uh her character is great um so as everybody's kind of milling around in the uh in the lobby here um the boys introduce themselves to the girls you know george he helps out uh helps them out with the coke machine and everything um god that coke sounds really good right now even though i've got a coffee in front of me <laughs> but uh but uh yeah um <laughs> we've got uh the ticket taker there you know it's it's so weird because everybody's milling in all sorts of different directions and everything yeah. and it, i don't know it's uh strange to me but uh as they're all coming in you see this like dirt bike with this oddly costumed mannequin with a katana uh -huh. who's also holding this demon mask this metallic demon mask yes and rosemary she picks up the mask and puts it on you know trying to you know spook her friend carmen and uh of course it scratches her and cuts her face yes and tony immediately immediately is just all you know this is why you don't touch shit that doesn't belong to you yeah. um you know gives her major static this is why you don't read from the book <laughs> yes yes um <laughs> we know all about that from these kinds of movies um but yeah they, they put it back on the uh the mannequin and uh everybody makes their way into the theater and the it's wow this is an old movie theater with all those wooden benches and everything yeah. it's almost like this is a converted church or something <laughs> it's it's interesting um but they all settle in for the film and i i love that when the music kicks off in the movie and in the lyrics <laughs> You hear the phrase street toy, and all I can think of is Kevin Coelho. 
the Peruvian street toy. <laughs> and I'm like, this is an actual phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, Lord. yeah. Um, I can't believe I caught that. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, yes. The, the the film they're watching, which I don't even think is titled. Uh, no, and then there's no previews either. It just goes starts playing. Uh, yeah, um, well, very much like some sneak previews. They don't yeah. bother with trailers before them. So, um, but uh, it starts with a couple of people on dirt bikes riding through the night, and uh, they're going to this creepy old manor, and uh, apparently they're bringing their girlfriends to investigate some kind of tomb that might possibly be the last resting place of Nostradamus in this horrible horror movie that they've all gone to see. Which can, um, we, can we stop for a second? Can we talk about sure. the logistics of shooting that movie <laughs> and having that be tied to this movie in an actual way? Uh, obviously that's never explained, which is fine. You don't have never explain that. Never explain well, they're somehow connected, but I just love how much like what actually happens in that movie is so reflective, obviously, what happens in and what actually goes on. But the fact that that exists yeah. in universe is awesome, yes, and also that they originally wanted to just use old snippets of films from Argento and yeah. others, uh, you know, as the film that they're watching instead. But I'm so glad we got this horrible piece of shit instead. <laughs> It's so good. So, so good. Because it's so reflective of movies that were actually happening at the time. Um, one thing I also want to point out. Did you, okay, did you pay attention to when they're in the theater? Back when, before they go in to watch the movie. In the theater, there's posters. Did you see all the posters? Oh, yeah. There? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, um, the the Argento one, what is it? Like uh, Four Flies on Grey Velvet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then there's. Um, there's a Metropolis one. Yep, and an ACDC poster, which was great documentary that they had done. Um, <laughs> and Terminator, which was also awesome. Oh, yeah, I did. Yep, I was like, this puts it perfectly paced in time. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, god, and I love all those old posters too. That's yes. awesome. Um, but also, the Terminator thing is kind of perfect just because of the guy with the uh metallic mask, yes. very much looks like a messed up T800 or something. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yes, within the movie, uh, and and also there's people throughout the theater that are freaking out that the movie they have gone to see is a horror movie. I've never had you know seen people have this kind of reaction uh, to being surprised watching a horror film before, but. Eh, whatever. Um, you know, the boys are using this as an excellent opportunity to move in on the uh, the young college girls. Um, and let's see here. Um, what else? There, there's uh, the married couple, and she's like, "Oh, I'm never going to be able to sleep tonight." And, yes. And meanwhile, the uh, Tony and the girls, they're just laughing it up, having, having a great a time, good old time. You've got the usher. Um, there's know, the couple not to smoke. There's the couple that keep kissing each other and are just all over each other throughout the whole movie. Um, they're awesome only because of sadly what happens later but uh just the setup of those two like teens that just will not just stay away from each other is awesome 
Yep. Yep. Uh, they're good too. Um, we, and we mentioned, we've got the blind man who has gone to go see a movie theater, uh, with somebody along the way to, you know, do audio description for him. Yes. Um, I like, I love how he's asking if the characters on the screen are scared. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Yes. (laughs) They are scared. Yes. Werner. They're scared. Um, yeah uh the the kids in the film within the film they go down into this crypt and there's bats flying out and all the tropes and everything else and i love how the um the the tomb that they find has a big ass n on it and that that doesn't quite clue them in quite enough until they wipe away more dirt on the front of it and it clearly spells out nostradamus on the front of it (laughs) It's so bad. Um, but you know, like we talked about, it is very much uh like a film of the times, right? Yes. Um and uh you get the people on the screen, they you know pull out a book. We all know better, you don't read from the book in a creepy tomb. Um, yeah. but also there is a mask that's all wrapped up, and it's you know a, a duller version of the mask that was in the lobby. And of course, one of the characters puts it on his face and cuts himself with it. And Rosemary has a pretty strong reaction to this after this just happened to her. Um, and she starts freaking out a little bit and decides to run off to the uh, restroom to, you know, try to tend to her wound. Um, and let's see here. She races off, uh, has some kind of a weird encounter with the usher who just kind of stares at her. And, yeah, you know, I, I guess the usher's more of a good red herring than anything. Very much so, because, yeah, because it keeps adding to the fact of, like, does she know what's going on? Like, is she knowing well, what's about to happen? Like, is she very much a part of this? And I, it, it's fun just to have her as that character, but it is great to see the reveal later of just, like, nope, she's just as terrified as everybody else. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then things kind of happen pretty fast from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Rosemary uh, gets into the bathroom. She's kind of stumbling a little bit. And I, I love the back and forth between her emoting at the mirror and then the close up of uh, the wound that is yeah. you know, clearly something with a bladder behind it. Pulsating and pulsing. Yeah. yeah. And next thing you know, it's grown about five times its size and just bursts oh. in this wonderfully disgusting eruption of pus and she's freaking out and screaming and we just cut back to the theater with more three freaking out and screaming um i think uh the character who put on the mask is like stabbing uh some of them at this point yeah something's um, going on yeah, yeah it's at first i thought it was the character stabbing himself which uh would have been a great possessed character type of move yeah but uh nah no nah, i don't think it was quite that um and everybody in the theater is disturbed by what's going on you've got uh, the young couple that you mentioned you know the girls uh burying her head in uh, his shoulder and asking him when it's safe to look you've got um uh kathy who was uh you know not super keen on uh hanging out with these two boys very much appreciating ken's presence at that point yeah um and 
yeah yeah um everybody's um you know appropriately scared by the uh the scary movie uh at this point carmen's a little concerned about what's going on with rosemary yes uh you know how long she's been taking and you know tony plays a little bit of grab ass with her as he tells her not to get lost as well um and carmen makes it to the restroom sees a bloody mess at the sink uh, goes by the different stalls and finally finds Rosemary, who turns around and is clearly a just demon. Just uh, we, disgusting. Like, in comparison to now what we've been somewhat teased at with the movie, this looks mm-hmm. far greater <laughs> oh, yeah. effect than what they were doing in the movie. I love the claw effects. Yeah. Um, you know, just the, the, the bony uh, ridges mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. fingers and everything. And you get that little tease before she turns around because you see the clawed hand on the side of the stall. Yes. Uh, but her face is masked by her hair. And, you know, she's got this super bright green goop coming out of her face and everything else. And, well, um, Carmen tries to flee. She gets slashed across the throat yeah. by uh, Rosemary's claws. And Herman just gets a little lost in all of these, uh, <laughs> you know, frankly, Black Lodge style curtains that uh, she just can't seem to find her way out of. Um, yeah. She ends up making her way behind the, uh, the, the theater's screen. And it's great because she's having her own reaction to uh you know the the scratches and the transferring of the demonic force or whatever is you know we we talked you know earlier about how yeah plot and logic and uh you know things you know really following through uh how they um, don't really seem to have a major presence in italian horror and well i i think we're at least able to glean that whatever this thing is is passed along by being you know scratched or cut or yeah or whatever by this force it's a supernatural uh, virus which i kind of appreciate you know it's not like it's not a biological thing it's it's really so much like it's it still has that like was zombies just sort of appeared as far as i understand uh in modern culture mm-hmm. and then in this at least it, it and and in obviously in evil dead it's a demonic force coming in and, and taking over these people and possessing them this very much is like it's a virus that turns you into a demon and you could pass it on by literally damaging the next person i think that i do find that uh a nice fun take <laughs> on the silly yeah yeah they have one moment a little bit later on where they uh, think it really has something to do with the film because, you know, clearly events are mirroring what they're seeing. Yeah. Um, but I really don't believe it has much of anything to do with it. But uh, I don't know. Um, but yes, she's having her meltdown and her transformation behind the screen as somebody on the screen is being attacked. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how the person who's in the movie that they're watching is in like a tent or something. And yes. somebody is stabbing and slashing at the fabric of the tent. Meanwhile, Carmen is slashing with her hands at the back of the movie screen. And people finally realize that there's somebody back there and she ends up tearing right through the screen and falling through. Um, yeah, it kind of makes you wonder in some ways if uh, the opening of Scream 2 is a little bit of an homage to this film. Possibly. Um, you know, um, it's just 
a little bit of similar stuff, just similar enough. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we, we see a little bit more of the transformation with Carmen here oh, because wonderful. <laughs> it's so gnarly with the hands and, you know, I, I love how they're like 10 feet away from her, but you they're know, all watching dark theater. <laughs> they can see what's going on with yeah. their hands. They're like, check out her fingernails. And yes. Uh, and she's got the green pus going on and there's this really creepy effect with her tongue darting out. Mm. It's, uh, I don't know what's up with that, but, uh, and it doesn't come back, but, <laughs> but, but it's cool. I, I, I love all the practical effects. I mean, clearly they wouldn't have been doing them any other way back then, but, uh, but it just, it makes this movie so much fun to watch. Yeah. There is, there's just something about the ingenuity of having to come up with concepts like that and actually executing them in a way that, uh, is fun and exciting. Like obviously combining both like claymation stuff and like, um, oh my God, what is the thing with the, the hands and the plus, like obviously the prosthetics of them, like sort of inflating the hands and deflating the hands, like mm -hmm. such great ideas that you can present on the screen. Yes, uh, absolutely fun. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff was like in the thriller video back in the day, too. Dude, you this know, movie, the, you could tell writers. me that this is the same theater in thriller, and I'd be like, yep, makes sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> makes sense to me. Yep. Um, so this is the moment where everybody's freaking out and trying to run, and they get back to the doors, and they're all bricked up. Yeah. <laughs> So back to this very much being a supernatural situation, because I don't know how else this could have happened unless that guy with the, the mask, uh, the yeah. mask <laughs> is just, yeah, he's a Mason. Um, you know, he's really good at his job. Oh, um, man. Oh God. It's, it's just so funny because they're tearing down these door frames that, you know, the doors are clearly fake at this point. Yeah. It's, um, so they're all having that freak out and Tony's like the emergency exit. And, uh, you know, they go racing off to find that, um, while this is happening, there's a lady that, you know, for whatever reason, splits off from the group, uh, finding that that's room right. Where the usher was getting ready. And, uh, uh of course, infected, uh, Rosemary finds her and oh, just, just rips oh. her scalp off. Yeah. Gorgeous. But, Delicious. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's so good. And uh, this is where uh, you get uh, uh, George and Ken trying to keep the door shut as Rosemary's uh, clawing at them. That's and, right. And uh, Tony and one of the other guys grab the Coke machine or whatever, and they they uh, bring it over and uh, wedge it up against the door. Uh, so they've got, you know, one, technically two of them trapped. And uh, I suppose Carmen's the only other, you know, possessed person at this point. But uh yeah, she'll be taking care of some other people. I think we cut to the uh, the punks outside at this point. We get we yeah, might as well just talk about them. But yeah, the punks are outside. Uh, actually, in a car, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. They're driving around. Uh, they've got a Coke can filled with cocaine. Uh, and <laughs> this movie is not sponsored by Coke. But oh my god. No. <laughs> not at all but uh yeah they're they're starting that through a straw inserted in the can um uh, which um 
I can only imagine the size of that line. Um, but uh, holy crap. Uh, and they're all, you know, dogging on each other. You know, you got three guys and this uh, punk chick in the back. And um, they, they kind of cut back and forth a little bit between them racing around, yes. listening to their music. It's, it's clear that they've stolen this car as well. Yes. Um, but uh yes they're they're just they're up to no good um this of course but, is really uh, idle uh needle drop at this point if i'm not mistaken it's, yeah yeah that's when uh th there's a little bit more um rampage inside the theater and then they cut back yeah. uh right with the uh, the white wedding and this is where um they start fighting over the the can of coke and uh <laughs> ultimately it goes everywhere and uh the guy driving i can't remember the character's name he slams on the brakes and he's like you're gonna scrape up every single grain of this stuff and <laughs> they're they're all with their razor blades and their little pocket knives trying to pick up every little bit of coke and uh get it back into an envelope or into the can or whatever i think his name is hot dog i'm pretty i'm looking at the list here of names and i think he's hot dog <laughs> Be, be, because why wouldn't it be? yeah you know <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah and and this is a scene that i guess is cut out of this film in a lot of countries um uh, for probably the bit where uh the guy in the back with the girl uh, yeah uh, yeah starts scraping uh cocaine off of her breasts <laughs> and a free like creepy sensual way yeah. and uh ultimately ends up slashing her as well um and and i was just curious if perhaps because this happened right outside the theater and she had an open wound hmm. perhaps this is how she became infected because i don't remember seeing don't, her attacked i don't remember that either i just remember just part of the chaos all of a sudden i just see her in full-on uh you know demon mode um right i don't know i'm very i don't I, i'm gonna say no i feel like again but again who knows what the rules are so suddenly there's yeah. Oh, yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah yeah well there's all the bricks but this back door clearly was open because uh they get and it just uh, blows open uh, by the way yeah yeah the, there's this cop car that pulls up next uh yes and you know were we illegally parked and uh you know the <laughs> for whatever reason the cops you know decide okay well it's time to get after these kids and uh you know they kind of run off and it's like fuck you pigs and uh they keep uh, saying they, pigs a lot by the way not just to the cops but to each other <laughs> there was one line that yeah i think one of them's named piggy or something like that, that so funny oh god um but yeah they run into this alley that's uh on the side of the theater and um I never noticed the ladder until much later in the movie, but yeah, they're trying to find an escape and you're right. That door just kind of opens on its own with a red light blaring through it. Yep. 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 Kind of perfect. And they sneak in and I think we've totally missed some of the stuff happening in the theater at this point, because uh, a lot of the crowd has tried to barricade themselves. Yeah. Um, up in the uh in the balcony area they've been ripping up the seats to kind of uh cover up the um you know the different entrances and we're introduced to the blind man who has had his uh eyes gouged out by i think by carmen um yes 
and or wasn't his daughter slash sister slash assistant because we, we the one that we didn't mention was at some point during while the watching the movie she walks away with some guy oh yeah i think she yeah, her lover has shown up because he's an older uh, gross looking dude <laughs> yep yep um uh, yeah he's um i think there to meet her yeah with the idea that they'll be able to slink away for you know a little bit of fooling around because hey uncle Werner is um blind so <laughs> but yeah they're off uh you know they have like one of the best steps in my opinion because it's kind of ridiculous yeah rosemary just kind of pops out of nowhere with this rope and just kind of like lashes the, their necks together as they're making out and yes uh and then yes yeah, somebody or other um yeah because there's this moment where Werner is walking around after chaos has started and yeah. he's like stepping on the ripped up pearls from, um, I, I can't remember the character's name, but it's his niece or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, he stumbles into her head and that's when he's attacked by whoever it is. It's, yeah. Um, but uh, and he gets his eyes gouged out, which it, it's funny because uh, it takes him quite a while to turn. And he's just up there in that balcony uh, when everybody else runs up there. Yes. And kind of warning them about what's to come. And I remember the uh, the dude that the uh, niece assistant, whatever, was making out with, he's been hung from the balcony yeah it's there, there's so much going on here it's honestly if i if i should have like taken some notes as to how the beats progress because there's a lot happening here but ultimately uh i think it's the uh the uh dude from the old married couple who has been turned who has mm. climbed up the rope and into the balcony yes and is attacking one of them and uh it's after he tony, starts right? attacking them tony the pimp what's that he attacks tony the pimp yeah or no no he hops up there and you know tony's got his switchblade that's right but it's the um uh the dead niece who suddenly uh, springs to life as a demon and attacks tony that's it. what it is yeah and then they kind of um those three tony the old man and the niece kind of go over the balcony and they're all like wound up in the rope with the, the yes the and he's tongue. holding yeah and he's holding them like yeah yeah mm -hmm. and then this is where uh george finally takes the switchblade that tony gave him and he cuts the rope yeah. um you know to prevent anybody from else from climbing back up um and I, I don't remember what they did with the Werner at this point, or because I think he was the one that got outside through the door that the punks went in. Was it? It was, wasn't it? Because um, he's the one that ends up attacking the cops. Yes, that is correct. So I think he gets he gets pushed okay. through the eyes. And then he is going through the rubble, if I'm not mistaken. He's also crawling through all the barricaded stuff. Oh, under all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually okay. finds that outside and kills the cops. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, all this stuff had to have happened like right around each other then too, because um, the, those cops come right around the corner, like right after the, the punk get inside. So. Yes. 
yeah so all this shit was happening while we were cutting back and forth to the punks in the car then okay yeah we got this figured out (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh yeah yeah uh they've uh you keep getting these shots of everybody just kind of sitting around yes with time passing and you know smoking cigarettes and just kind of waiting for help to show up and then they suddenly decide okay we're going to try to beat through this wall and try to find an escape this way it's so funny because they do make it through the wall and they do explore the the rooms beyond but there's really nothing it's (laughs) you know it's funny because it's this super clean and and lit hallway with some doorways to, you know, a few different rooms. And then there's like this little vestibule at the end where it's all exposed brick with, uh, like really, really, uh, messy looking mortar. And you get these cool evil dead cam shots following along the brick wall, uh, coming from a couple of directions. Um, and, and people are freaking the fuck out too, when they find, uh, this place, it's great. It's great. Um, boy. Oh, I know that the, the couple at this point get separated and I know that. Uh, oh yeah. The young couple. Yeah. Because yeah. well, he was looking around for her yeah. in all the chaos, but she was still on the main floor of the theater. Yeah. It's the, the old man, uh, the old married dude who, after he's turned just vomits just, all this just horrible, horrible yeah goop onto her and she manages to slink away from him and in the very next scene she's dry as a bone <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when ash got covered in blood and then suddenly he's just oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the um the the continuity is definitely not there but it's still fun um yeah, she uh, meets back up with her man, and uh, she's like, oh, it's not my blood. And yeah, um, and they go off to try to find their own escape. I, I know at one point or another, they eventually find this air shaft with the idea that they're going to crawl their way out. Yes. And um, that doesn't go super well for I, them. I do it's, love the setup of the scene is them crawling through the vent. And as they're crawling, he's he won't shut the fuck up. By the way, <laughs> he's constantly like, "I hear it. They're crawling at the they're, they're at the back of us. Oh my god, they're, they're, they're I can hear the nails, or whatever." And then they like switch places at one point where she she's in front of him. It's like now it's in front of me, <laughs> and yep, that's when she goes. <laughs> Yes, and I love it because clearly she has turned during all of this. And he's just hearing her. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so good. Yeah. I just shout out to vents in movies too, because they're never actually this big. Nobody would no, ever be able to crawl through never. any type of a ventilation duct. It's just, but we wouldn't have die hard without it. So yes. there you go. You. Um, <laughs> yes. In John McLean, we trust. Um, so, uh, they're eventually out of the picture. Um, God, it's just, it's nuts. It's there's, there's so, so many bodies, so many chaos. Just there's all so many red uh, red shirts, obviously that are, are throughout this movie. The punks eventually get involved and they see some shit, <laughs> and they get taken out. And then really, yeah, because uh, what's her butt? Um, 
ends up uh the the punk girl yeah. ends up finding that room and like moving the pop machine or whatever and That's going right. in and getting attacked by the scalped woman and um okay so well there you go that's how she turns um <laughs> and then yeah they're all racing around trying to find her there's a moment where everybody decides we got to get out of here and they start to clear the barricades which is a horrible horrible idea because all these demons start popping up from those entrances yeah um Meanwhile, our uh, main foursome are trying to clear one of the other entrances, and they fight a few people back while they're doing that. And yeah, they find the vent too. They find like, oh, maybe we should climb through here, and then they just decide not to at some point. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, maybe not. But yes, but but they did notice it. Yes, yeah. that was that that was kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah good times. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, they keep fighting off, and this is uh, ultimately where we start seeing the demons with the glowing eyes now. Yes, which, uh, yeah, which is so cool. It's uh, just always a nice touch. Um, but yeah, as they're fighting their way through, uh, ultimately, um, Kathy uh, turns yeah. and she ends up. Oh, yeah, here we get uh, proto alien covenant, uh, because they, they smack her down on the ground and her back erupts with this yeah. tiny demon coming out of it, uh, yeah. that ends up slashing, um. Ken. Uh, oh, Ken, yes. Yeah. Okay. Once again, generic white dude name. Sorry. It's um <laughs> it's it is what it is, Ken. You, you, your fate was written in this film. Um love it. So and he knows he's done for, and he doesn't want anything to happen to his friends. And he he raises off telling them to find their own way out and he's gonna get away so he doesn't hurt them. But they, you know, they 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 feel very strongly about wanting to try to help him and how maybe they can or something. Um and they meet up with him in the lobby near the dirt bike. And um it, Ken gets this wild idea that, hey, you need to kill me with the prop katana. Yes. And this is when the movie's like, all right, cool. You Evil Dead gave you chainsaws and shotguns. What about motorbikes and samurai swords? Let's go. Fuck yes. Here we go. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, George eventually takes off on that bike with that katana. And, and the music racing. Oh, yeah. Racing through that theater, slicing and dicing demons. Um yeah, at one point or another, um, uh, Cheryl gets on the bike with him. Yes. Um, and uh, there's this moment where she spills off of it. It's it's really haphazard, and I think they've managed to clean out most of the demons, and they kind of, um, I think they're back on the balcony for some reason at this point. I think so. And this is where they start hearing a helicopter <laughs> and it just comes crashing through the fucking ceiling. And again, not knowing what, why the fuck that's happening. It just happens. Um, nope. But we can assume. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, those assumptions will definitely pay out uh, very shortly, but yeah, yeah. The helicopters down there on the ground, they go to investigate more demons are approaching. Yes. Um, yeah. They, they crawl inside and uh, fire it up and slice a bunch of them with the mangled prop of the, uh, the helicopter. Um, oh, this is a cute yeah, everybody, Dawn, of the Dead, Dawn of the dead kind of thing. I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they, for whatever reason, have this grappling gun in the helicopter <laughs> that they're able to attach to this, um, this, uh, winch that's on the chopper itself yeah. and fire that up into the hole in the ceiling. Um, I know Cheryl's attacked at one point or another here by one of the demons, but they managed to kick it off. Um, and then they winch themselves up to the roof mm-hmm. and once they get up there, oh, it's uh, Mr. Shiny Mask Dude. Um, really about this all the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it was always him, and he just kind of throws uh, uh, George into the opening, who manages to catch a piece of rebar and save himself. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely more concerned with making sure that George makes his way down into the opening um and doesn't notice uh cheryl uh with the grappling hook behind him um she catches uh the masked man in the back uh george gets himself back up there but this dude is you know tough as nails and he's still fighting with him they manage to get him on the ground and with this pipe kind of force his head into some rebar yeah and well that's that it's um and I think it's at this moment that they finally realize what's going on around them. There's, you know, shooting and, you know, visible fires and emergency sirens everywhere. Soundtrack is popping off at this point. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. This, um, demon outbreak is absolutely, uh, gone wide in Berlin. Yes. So they make their way down this ladder that ultimately leads to the alley. Um, I think they see a window across the way before they go down of somebody being attacked by a demon yeah. in their apartment or something. Um, and once they hit ground level, they see other demons, uh, you know, behind some fences or whatever. And, um, all, all of a sudden there's this Jeep that pulls up and, you know, as they're being chased and, and they're like, get in and like, join the resistance here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I love how the, the kid with the shotgun yeah. is like constantly eating something. Yes. And you can't really tell what it is, but this kid is just constantly jamming something into his face. And yeah, they, they shoot a few demons and they, they, they get away and the credits start going and yeah. you've got this slow zoom into the backs of our heroes. And then you notice Cheryl's neck. Yeah. Yeah. And she turns and she's all demoned out and, uh, boy, Sonny boy just, uh, <laughs> whips her around with that shotgun and just blows her off of that Jeep. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is I was expecting it to be George all this time that turns because he gets cut by something in the arm. He does. And we don't see what it is. We don't know if it's a person or some like, you know, part of the the debris, but yeah, the theater or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, clearly it would have had to have been some debris or something. Otherwise um, he would have turned at some point. Yes. um, If we're following this movie's almost logic. Um, But, um, but yeah, yeah, nah, nah, he's fine. And they, they go off to face some 
uncertain fate. Yeah. George is the, um, final, is the final boy in this movie. Yeah, he's the, the final boy. Um, <laughs> he was the goodest boy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty brief hour and a half movie, and uh, yeah. that's that. Yeah, there we go. And uh, you get you get the fun score again, uh, again borrowing heavily from In the Hall of the Mountain King, and uh, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh, I, I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, I'm very curious to see what Demons Two is like because it's set in an apartment building or something. Yeah. Um, Pre Evil Dead did that. That's which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to check that out too. I, I I've yet to see it. I know it's on Shutter. Um, but yeah, that uh, rewatching this definitely has gotten me like, okay, cool, it's available. I should just watch this now. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I I think. Uh, Wow. Uh, I, I need to check out some more films by, uh, by this particular Bava. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know he's uh, done some others, so yeah, that's, that's worth researching. I think, yeah. um, I want to check out his movie, movie down. body puzzle, <laughs> which is a title of one of yeah. his movies. I want to check that out. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm always down for anything that Argento has a hand in. Um, his work is so much fun. Um, definitely the gateway for a lot of people into Italian horror, of course. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's um, God, what a fun movie. Um, I, I did not find much in the way of trivia about this. There isn't. I tried to find some too. I was like, there's literally almost nothing about this movie, and that's why I'm like. Uh, that's why it feels like such a like hidden gem for the most part. If uh, if anyone's seen any you know, Argento movies or anything like that, this is something that I actually did not know was he was involved in until literally one of those lists. And then someone mentioned like, "Hey, it's a it's Evil Dead in the movie theater," and I'm like, "All right, cool, let me check it out." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the cast is filled with a bunch of people that I know next to nothing about, although and they've clearly been in some other Italian horror films. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure many of them have gone on to do other things. I know uh, Argento had just come off of Phenomena, which actually was a pretty big deal for him uh, in the mid 80s. Mm. Um, I, I like that one quite a bit. That may have been one of the first Argento films I ever saw. Uh, just because I had a buddy in undergrad who was, uh, really into those. And, uh, uh, I, I definitely remember us watching that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one definitely more of a Jalo. This one. No, no, this is just a monster movie and a horror theater. <laughs> Which, Hey, sometimes that's all you need. You know, sometimes you just need oh, something God. just simple, like, all right, how, how many bodies can we fit in a theater? Cool. This is how we could do all this mass destruction inside this one place. Yep, absolutely. This uh, this is, uh, again, perfect, tight little 90 minute film. And uh, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. Um, do you have any final thoughts on demons or did we pretty much get it all out there? Uh, for the most part, I think we got it all out there. I will say, um, watching it this time around, I did finally see some connection to the man 
with the metal face and the mask. His mask is very much similar, obviously, because the metal the, the mask is made out of like metal. The eyes that he has is the same as the eyes in the thing. So there's definitely a connection there. What connection? I have no idea. Uh, other than it's explained in demons. I don't hey, I hope so. I, I I wonder how much of a, a continuation if it is, um, or if it's just honestly one of those things where they just rename something and it's something totally different. I'm kind of excited to see what demons two actually ends up being. Well, apparently, and now this is one bit of trivia that I did see. Yeah. Uh, when these films were released in Germany, Demons 2 was actually released as, as Demons 1, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then this one was the debut. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it works. It works. But, uh, hey, man, this was fun. Uh, I, again, I really appreciate you bringing this movie to my attention. Uh, I, something I've seen on list before, I knew it existed, uh, but I didn't have any idea that it was as fun as it was. So, yeah. thank you so much for that. No, it's, it's very cool. Of course, because there's there it's you know we there's horror movies that I feel like everyone talks about a lot. We always bring up Evil Dead when we think about this type of movie. It's glad that there is another alternative out there, and it can be this. Same thing with like um, Night of the Creeps is another one that I think of that no one really talks about as often, and that's another like zombie horror film that I wish gets more love. So that's why, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to bring this to uh, to your audience so that everyone can talk about it and everyone can watch it and uh, subscribe to Shutter because Shutter is an awesome platform. <laughs> it is absolutely worth the five six bucks or whatever it yeah. is that it is uh but yeah uh mario if you'd like where can people find you of course you can find me over at point in progress where we are running back up our main podcast uh mcu university which wrapped up its two seasons uh we will be back but it's going to be more of a sporadic release because we were really just catching up through all of the uh, older M- uh, marvel movies we did it we accomplished that goal now when craven the hunter comes out we're going to be forced to watch that in like two years or, or this year or whatever um but yeah uh Definitely check out at least the backlog because there's some good gems in there. And of course, uh, you can always find me on Twitter at that Mario Vera until that place explodes. Then you can find me on Blue Sky. And then you can find me on Threads. And then you can find me on OnlyFans. And you can find me everywhere. Okay. Just everywhere. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> well, this is bad. <laughs> I I know. It's it's all shit show. It's um <laughs> it, oh God. Um but yeah, it, we'll, we'll do our best to enjoy watching it all burn. Um, but uh, this has been Murders with Mertens, a horror film podcast. Thank you for letting us tickle your ear holes. Please like, share, slot, and subscribe. If you are so inclined, I'll be back soon enough with another episode. But until next time, stay spoopy, everyone. <laughs>